Welcome everyone to TWR News. This is NC. This is JC, and we got some shit to talk about. Yes, we do. But before we get down to that, I just want to say I take back one thing from that Natalia Sucks list. And that is the mentioning of Jim Neidhart. Yeah, totally. I take that back. That was evil of me. And I want to repent for that. So, forgive me for that. Well, we I can tell you definitively... That we do feel bad for that. We we, we feel we feel bad about the Jim Neidhart mansion. Yeah, uh, we don't take back her not putting talent. Like that's my biggest complaint about Natalia. Right, is that in this stage of her career, she's a veteran. She could be she should be putting over talents and she and she you know and if it's a decision backstage, she should be backstage politicking to put over Lacey Evans or Oscar or Kari Sane. She should be doing that. I she, well, that's that's what really bugged me about the whole situation and why I was more vicious than I I would have been. Yeah. In that situation is because I felt that, you know, because I already heard about the Oscar match before the top 10 sucks. I already, you know, I already knew about the whole Lacey Evans situation. So it's like, it already reinforced where I was going with that. Yeah, it just, it just added fuel to our fire. Exactly. And, and, you know, I, you know, shit happens. So uh, hopefully she does retire soon. And uh, because it's obvious she's not going to put over talent. I mean, that we've seen. (laughs) Yeah, like, and you, like, you better believe Sonya uh, Sonya Deville. She's gonna job to her. Mandy, she's gonna job to her. Uh, Scarlett Bordeaux, bring her up. She's gonna job. Shotzi Blackheart, she's gonna job. Oh Tanera Conte is gonna job. Mandy Rose is gonna job. You uh, can't build stars Mandy. with her. Yeah, yeah. She she's a roadblock. She she is the roadblock to the title. Which is, which is ironic because that that's one of the pay per views that she didn't she main event roadblock once, or it was like a big deal. Well, it's a forgettable pay per view, so it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, but that that's our whole thing on Natalia. So yeah. let's get back to the news. Back to the news. All right. So let's talk about shitty ratings. And we're not going to talk about a wrestling show no. affiliated with WWE. We're going to talk about that fucking shitty jobber news show called WWE Backstage. Ugh. Okay, so it airs on FS1. Get ready for this. The last episode drew 49,000 viewers. Oh, wow. On FS1. Impact wow. draws three times that at, at its worst. Dang. 49,000. 49,000. Wow. Lo- local, dude, okay. 0.004 if you're, if you're thinking about numbers. Like, local wow. public access shows do better than that. Wow. Like, this thing with Fox, you it's like you can't expand it. It's like uh, they bought WWE to expand upon it and have all these different shows to feed upon that fan base. The problem is... Other than the the show, it's the wrestling show itself, SmackDown. No one gives a shit. Yeah, no. Well, the, and and you guys are putting out all this fucking extra content when the market's already oversaturated. Mm-hmm. I've seen that nerd list that they put up on Twitter where they were showing that a re- there was a wrestling show for every single day of the week. Oh, and if you're a true wrestling nerd, you think you're going to be able to keep up with everything, especially if it's WWE related, the big enemy right now because of that evil Vince McMahon and his crooked booking. Crooked booking, screw you, pal. You know what? His crooked booking is the only thing keeping WWE alive. Because let's face it, every time he lets Triple H have the reins, it goes to shit. Yeah, we've said before, Triple H has the shit touch. It's mm-hmm. proven. So. And if you want proof of that, look at NXT's ratings. Oh, so yeah. In six weeks, just keep this in, keep this in mind. Thank you, blood going down. Look, in six weeks, we lost half our audience. You know, but they're going to come what? back. They're going to come back. It doesn't even matter how many. We could have 300,000, 100,000, literally 1,000 people.
excuse. They always have a fucking excuse. I'm so tired of this ass, this big nose asshole with this fucking excuses. The wind was blowing that way. It was 75 degrees out. Fuck off. Well, that's why I love all these Japanese feds turning him down. It's like right along when NXT's ratings are in the shitter, he gets turned down by all these Japanese companies because nobody wants nothing to do with WWE. They know that you're the evil Western Empire and you're coming to fucking take over their territory and they don't want that shit. You can't blame them. Speaking of takeovers, let's talk about the NXT... (laughs) <laughs> the NXT takeover of SmackDown and Raw. Okay. Oh my god. <clears throat> so we're gonna we're gonna elaborate on this further with our raw shit coverage. Oh you but, right. But we're just gonna get to a little snippet right here, so go for it, JC. So here we go. So the Sparks were jacking off because they saw that SmackDown got two point five million. Oh look! On Office One, they got 888,000 viewers. And then the following week, with the NXT invasion, they got 2.5. That's a 300% increase. Fuck off. No, it's not a fucking 300% increase. It wasn't on the uh, on the Fox channel. It was not on the same fucking main broadcast channel. It's because of Adam How do they Cole play? showing up on the SmackDown show that oh the ratings went through the roof. And did you see his amazing performance against Shit Rollins? Oh, fuck. No, what I saw is the oh. hourly rating for Raw dropped to 1.8 yes. for the main event of Raw this past week. So I will be enthusiastic to cover how shitty well, that match is. Well, and, and the thing, too, is that with SmackDown, they're bra- really, from, from the week before, they're bragging about, what, a 200... Thousand viewer increase. Yeah, that's nothing. Br- that's the normal fluctuation in viewership that Seriously. that WWE gets with Raw and SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then on Raw, it's even worse because they ha- they also had an NXT invasion on this week's Raw. Literally, I'm not. It was a four four thousand viewer difference. Oh, and it was a steady drop. It was a two point three, a two point one, then a one point eight. It just goes to show that this formula, this NXT invasion, nobody fucking cares. People's like, who the fuck is this skinny Starbucks worker standing in the ring trying to face off against this broken chainsaw-sounding dork? It's like, they, no, nobody wants no. to see that shit. Well, and honestly, out of that whole NXT invasion, three talents, there are three talents that I would have brought up from that invasion. Matt Riddle, Keith Lee, and surprisingly, Rhea Ripley, but not as a singles performer. She's going to be the enforcer of the Riot Squad. Well, why wasn't Velveteen Dream the most charismatic guy on the NXT roster right now? Why wasn't he part of the evasion? What the Uh, fuck? Last time I was told, didn't he have an injury? But I thought he was healed from that injury. Even then, he could at least do like a run-in segment or a talking segment. That's He's famous for his promos anyways. Let him do that shit. He can do mind game shit from the top of the ramp. He doesn't need to be wrestling in the fucking ring. This is the problem with Triple H, is he lets injured talent sit at home when you could still use them on TV for talking segments. Wait, wait a minute. What the Let cut? them keep their name fresh. Well, they, they could have done a... Um like, like a like a live from satellite where right where he's exactly. basically announcing the, that the invasion is going to happen. Yes, that that would be perfect too. Or even a promo. He can do a promo at at Connecticut and then fly back home, rest up, and then meanwhile they can show that on Raw just to build up his appearance whenever he does heal. No, see, because that requires too much creative intelligence. We're just going to have a lame, boring invasion that means nothing. Look at all the boring cuts my wife hired. I got to deal with these guys. 
It's an unfortunate incident, but yeah, he does have to deal with dumbasses because he is a dumbass. He deserves what he gets. So quote, quote some smart faggot. Dumbass gonna dumbass. <laughs> fucking idiots. Hashtag use your head. Oh, the, and that guy <laughs> fucking I owned him so fucking hard. Like he he totally like cowered away and back. Like I just I owned him. Brandon Coheed and Cambria. Please. Next. Use your head. Okay, next. Oh, the OC invades NXT. Oh, who cares? They may get 50,000 more viewers to tune in. Who cares? Big fucking whoop. AJ Styles isn't over like he used to be. None of them are draws. What do you think, putting Seth Rollins in NXT is going to fix it? You know what the main problem is with NXT? Number one, the lack of character development. Number two, the lack of compelling storylines. And number three, the biggest one, the visual presentation. Right. Well, the visual... That is a big part, but I think the biggest part drawing people away is nobody wants to see two hours filled of nothing but matches. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to see that shit. You have to have character development, and you have to have it in the form of promos, vignettes, backstage segments. These help build interest. Yes, and, and these wrestlers that nobody knows nothing about. Give them a fucking reason to care. And unfortunately, I know you guys are going to get pissed off at me for saying this, but I did watch last week's AEW. There, there was a lot of soap opera in, in, in that show. There was a lot of storytelling and character development. Well, that's that why OST put it over. But I still think that they cannot hold on to that model. No. What you saw last no. week, because I, I know you're probably going to go watch tonight's episode. I'll, pro- I'll probably catch it on YouTube or okay. some other highlights. All right. I, I saw the gay Rick and Morty shit, dude. I couldn't watch anymore. I was like, nah, was, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. It was like, I get, okay, I get the comparison of, well, the argument is, well, in the Attitude Era, they involved themselves in South Park. Okay, but who was involving themselves in South Park? Uh, uh, it, was a, it was a cartoonish gang called the Oddities led yeah. by ICP. No, Come on! Wait, wait a minute. What about, what about when Road Dog burned Eric Cartman? And hold the side, the, the Eric Cartman side. Oh, whatever. It was like a one off thing. Okay, no. It's not a big deal. Why no. would you focus on something like that? No, uh, it's like, it's, these fucking obsessed nerds. Like, if you're trying to be culturally relevant, it's going along with what I've been saying, but right. here's the problem. It was so fucking goofy and cartoonish that you couldn't take it seriously. Right. It, like, it, no, it was. It was. That's the problem with wrestling is you can't take anything seriously now. Especially like, when you look at the wrestlers, you can't take Kenny Omega seriously. Right. You can't take the Young Cucks seriously. You can't take Cody Rothman's limp seriously. You can't take John Moxley You can't take Goofy John Moxley seriously. You can't, you can't take that fucking skinny faggot Jimmy Havoc seriously. You can't take fat old lady Chris Jericho seriously. You certainly can't take Marco Cunt seriously. No. Guys are a bunch of bullies. No, we're not. No, we're, we, we called it as it is with that little fucking jobber. We shit. are we are the truth sayers. We say the truth as painful as it may be, as terrifying as it may be, that's what our job on earth is, is to tell the truth. Tell the truth. So that's what we're doing. We're bringing the truth. So let's kick it off the next news piece. Uh, let me see. Ken Shamrock has a message of pro wrestling critics. Okay, so this asshole, I saw the gif that everybody was retweeting online. Okay, so basically... He had a match with Joey Ryan, and Joey Ryan did his famous cockplex, if you've seen that. And Shamrock is another guy in a long line of people now that includes Scott Steiner, Brian Cage, legit tough guys who have had to succumb to the penisplex. And I think it's just, it's bullshit. I think it's fucking bullshit. What is he... 
Is he paying these guys backstage extra to fucking take the... Because I could never see these guys taking these stunts back in the day. No. Could you ever imagine the world's most dangerous man, Ken Shamrock, taking a penis plex? Just, could you imagine The Rock taking a penis plex? He's willingly grabbing... <laughs> he's willingly grabbing their his balls and dick. I just I can't wait for Jim Cornette's reaction to this. He, no, I already I already read his tweet. Yeah, it was it, well, it, it was it was pretty much what I envisioned. Well, Ken Shamrock is done, and my eyes. Yeah, what, well, dude? He was done the minute they brought him back. That was the biggest mistake of a signing they ever did. I respect Ken Shamrock's accomplishments. He was a great addition during the Attitude Era. I mean, one of the best MMA converts out there. But nowadays he's a shell of his former self he may be in great shape but he is old as fuck he is so old looking and it just it i just can't see this old man get beat up man it's elderly abuse no, retirement home ken shamrock is not it's not like tim storm no then no. this this is like fucking mummy ken shamrock he, just, he looks so weird and veiny it's just go away S- seriously dude you look like jack lalane you look fucking gross looks like well at least Jack Lane never did a fucking penis plex. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. Well, maybe behind the scenes allegedly, but... You know what? Joey Ryan's gonna get a top ten sucks. That fucking asshole faggot deserves a top ten sucks. Next week. Next week. For sure. We, yes. It's like, we try to be positive. And he blocked me on Twitter, so that's... Yeah, fuel. that's definitely a good reason to do... Give me fuel, give me fire, give me that which I desire. Uh, we desire to talk shit about Joey Ryan, and we're going to do so next week. Uh, it's going to be an easy top ten. We'll probably write that out in like 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be good, too. Yeah. Okay, so our next story is... Uh, Braun Strowman issues a warning to rude fans, and here's this gay bear's tweet. Oh, God. Yelling my name at the top of your lungs while I'm trying to get through airport is a guaranteed way for you to not get a picture. Hashtag have some class. And then there's a bunch of, like, when in dug me... It's like he, he was really pissed off while typing this. <laughs> um, here's what I have to say to this fucking idiot. You know what's the worst sound to hear in an airport? When no one gives a shit. Yeah. When you hear silence. and I Be fucking same. grateful you're getting a pop outside of the ring, you fucking mongoloid. Look how much you've been buried. You're lucky to even get a pop. The only reason people even cheer for you is because you're on TV. Otherwise, they'd be like, fuck this loser. Let's go fucking get a picture with Cuck Rusev. Dude, if they break into your hotel room with a fucking cattle prod and, and spray and bear mace and say, give us our autograph or we're going to mace you and tase you. You fucking say, give me that autograph, I'm going to sign it. Yes. You want to know why? Because at least you have a fan base. At least you have people who care enough to spend money to come and see you, you fucking asshole. For real, dude. You're an entertainer. Do you realize that everything that you have now could disappear like that? That you will be forgotten about in five years from now if you were to leave WWE? Well, look at Big Cass. He thought he was hot shit. He thought he was the fucking hottest shit in fucking WWE. I am the hottest shit in WWE. And but I got in a backstage argument and then I got drunk a couple of times and they said I'm sorry but we have to cut your delicious hooters Good. out of here. Good. And then I went on the indies and got in the best shape of my life and they still won't resign me. Good. And that's Braun Strowman's future. He's, he's going to be one of those guys who's like well booked on the indies but that's about it. Maybe for a couple years and then we'll forget about him. Yeah, it's because people are already forgetting about Big Cass. It was only because of Big Cass's incident with uh, Joey Janella, Joey Vanella, 
Keeping him relevant. Yeah, he kept him relevant because yeah. otherwise we would have forgotten about him. Right. All I know is he's competing in New England wrestling. That's it. What? It, it, some, it's some indie over on the East Coast. That's all I know. So, yeah, it's uh, that's his claim to fame right now. He can't even get a job with any of the major companies right now. Not even MLW will hire this guy. My, like, my reaction to this stupid fucking idiot would be, um, you don't know what you got till it's gone. You don't know what you got till it's gone. Seriously. And same thing would go to Sasha. You know, the one thing I'll say about Becky Lynch... I don't think she treats her fans like shit. I think she would go out of her way for her fans. No, but she knows. She well, knows better. Well, she she plays the tough girl on Twitter, but this is genuinely yeah. a sweet person. This is a she's got a good heart. Yeah, I can tell that, and I'll never take that away from Becky. She's got a good heart. She's a sweet person, but unfortunately, she's playing a farce of a role on TV, and that makes it hard for me to buy into her role. So I do not like the character that she portrays on TV. I like Rebecca Quinn as a person. Yeah, I just don't like the Becky Lynch character. No, it's just, and the reason why we don't like it, and I've been really thinking about it for a while. I think the reason why so many people call it, call her cringy Lynch, honestly, it's it's along the same. The Becky Lynch, the main character, is along the same line of Ray from Star Wars. Of an overpowered, obnoxious feminist character that constantly wins all the time and doesn't really give you like like any sympathy to like to like with Daniel Bryan, how like they, they got heat on him, got heat on him, so we developed a lot of sympathy for him, and then eventually won in the end. Well, they're not doing anything to to reestablish sympathy with Becky Lynch to make us feel for her. Well, there's essentially there's, there's no uh, obstacle. Well, there's no obstacle, but then there's no real revenge. No. It's just this dominating character that keeps on winning, keeps on winning. Um, basically a Stephanie McMahon, John Cena effect. Well, where they just steamroll over everybody, but never get that retribution back. And it's a good thing you brought that up uh, with John Cena, because to, to make us sound like we're not sexist, okay, I really don't give a fuck, but, but to make it sound like we're not, John Cena was guilty of the same fucking thing. Right. Constantly going over the competition. They're, they're booking her like John Cena and Roman Reigns, where she's constantly going over. Well, that's why he got booze aplenty back in the day. And and it took him leaving the the wrestling industry to really get his, his praise back. I mean, now when he comes out, they pop hard. And that's it's the same thing like with Vince McMahon. The Smarks hate on Vince McMahon. They hate on him so much. But then when he comes out, these motherfuckers are doing the we're not worthy. The same motherfuckers that talk shit online are the same motherfuckers doing that shit live at events. And I'm sick and tired of it. It's like, you know what? Just be real. We're real. We respect Vince McMahon, and that's why we always say good things about him. Yeah, we've talked shit about him being too uh, easy to coerce. Yeah. And uh, that's a fair point. But at the same time, I do think he's one of the few things keeping WWE alive right now. Because at least he's still looking for personality, whereas Triple H... Doesn't give a fuck. He's he's a, he's a wrestling mark. He, well, he's anti personality, and I I made a point on Twitter. He was standing with everybody on the Friday night SmackDown. He was standing with everybody that was part of that invasion angle that night. You saw that SmackDown, right? Yeah, I did. Okay, he was standing with everybody that was part of that invasion angle, and he was raising his arms up like this. And he was the biggest guy out of everybody there. The only guy that came close to him was Pat McAfee, and he's not part of the NXT roster. To quote one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Triple H, I'm tired of your grandstanding and your hot dog and yeah. And oh yeah, next week we got a top ten awesome on the macho man. Oh yeah. Dig it. Dig it. Um next news story. Uh and this transcends out of out of wrestling. 
right? Chris Jericho responds to backlash over a picture with Donald Trump Jr. Okay, so this got a lot of fire online. A lot of the smarks were pissed off. They're like, I am never following Chris Jericho again. I don't want to see his matches. I'll call by him at W. Bullshit. Yeah, you fucking really hypocrites it. are going to watch that shit. You know it. I'm going to watch AEW every week. I'm going to buy tickets to the pay-per-views and, and to, to their shows. I'm going to buy AEW merchandise because I'm a hypocritical smart cuck. <laughs> then Chris Jericho has, has the, uh, the tenacity to say, Calm down. I'm nonpartisan. Okay. Yeah. Well, if anything, I pointed out that this is Chris Jericho actually doing some real heel shit. I mean, he's wanted to be a real heel for a while now. This is the first... Real heel idea. thing that he's done recently. That's a really good idea to get heel heat. For real. No, I'm glad he's doing that. I, w- I bet you anything he was discussing with the Bucks how he can get some heel heat amongst these smarts since they love him so much. And you got to do shit like this. Couldn't have Trump on, have his son on. Next best thing. Yeah, I agree with that. So. Um, and then I think um, one more news article. Sure, go for it. And I think this is an important one. Alexa Bliss's injury. Alexa Bliss's injury. Oh, and I have another one after this. Just okay, I have to throw in. But okay, about Alexa Bliss's injury. This really sucks. I've seen her spending more time on Twitter, so I figured something was happening with her. Um, I hope everything's okay. Some are saying that it's the end of her wrestling career. No. I really fucking hope not. I mean, this this chick is an amazing athlete. If anything, my personal advice to Lexi Kaufman right now would be Retire from pro wrestling while your name's still hot. Get into Hollywood. You will be a massive crossover. You can act. You have charisma. You have a marketable look. You can sell amongst any crowd. You have mainstream casual appeal like none other. Mm -hmm. Like we've already pointed out multiple times. You will be on the front covers of magazines. You will be on uh, billboards. You will be up in Times Square. You will be shown everywhere. People will know the name of Lexi Kaufman. If you choose to go the Hollywood route, um, it's all up to you. I personally recommend, since you've had a, a decent amount of injuries in a short amount of time, that you retire now while you're young and your name is hot. Um, if anything, see if WWE will offer you a decent job talking, whether it be on commentary table. I personally think you would be the best female commentator that they could hire at the moment, mm-hmm. without question. I, I just don't like with the WWE Studios movies. You, what, you, you don't what, want to hear Alexa Bliss? Why, yeah, why wouldn't you use her? That would be the perfect showing that this girl can do anything. And I would put her in like a dramatic role so she can really show her acting chops. I really think that's a Stephanie McMahon pro. Like, I have yeah. no evidence to back this up, but WWE Studios sounds like... Like, when I look at the wrestlers that are being heavily featured in yeah. WWE Studios movies... It looks like Stephanie has a lot of fucking influence on that. Well, let's face it. Stephanie McMahon is a propaganda machine. She always has been. That's what her whole mission, her whole part, integral part of WWE is, is being the propaganda machine that pumps out all the bullshit to all the smarks and all the WWE casuals that don't give a fuck and barely pay attention that, hey, it's uh, this type of month. Care about this agenda. Oh, it's this type of month. Care about this type of agenda. Yeah. There's always something going on. I understand that she needs to do that, but it's so overt that it actually makes her look... It makes her and the company look bad. Well, especially when she has mentioned so many times in interviews about her philanthropy. And mentioned so many times that this is just a character she plays. Willingly breaks kayfabe. One of the top... One of the people being put in position to take over WWE. 
is willingly admitting about kayfabe. <laughs> what what more of a way to fucking destroy the reputation of WWE even more? There's a reason why the stock was once at 106 when Vince bought out of it, and now it's at 53. <laughs> this is a real good example. It's at exactly half. Because they have no vision right now. They have nothing going on. They should be in panic mode. This is It's only going to get worse, and it's getting worse. It's getting to the point that the SmackDown and Raw average ratings are two. Mm-hmm. Every week. And I want to see it get to the point where NWA Power is being in it, beating NXT. It's real close. It'd be fucking awesome. It's that real would, close. It'd be so fucking cool. I want to see the YouTube numbers because I've seen them get around 400,000 every week. So if 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 NXT dips below 400,000, I think NWA can take the crowd. I hope so. That would be awesome. I want to I want to do a brag video about NWA Power beating NXT in the ratings. That would be amazing. They need they need to keep they need to keep putting on good shows. Yes. But in a, in a little way back to Alexa Bliss because right. I uh, did, sorry, sorry to no, no, it's totally cool. Okay. It's totally cool because I did find out a little bit more information. Apparently, they're saying that she had a shoulder injury and it's not oh, that shit. bad, and that she'll be able to come back to wrestling. But God, I hope so. But I think they're going to take it easier with her this time. They should well, if anything, yeah. have her transition to that like WWE backstage role. Have like and you know uh, promote it on Raw. Get mm-hmm. people knowing that Alexa Bliss is showing up on the show. Maybe that will cause a, a viewer bump. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if they're getting around 200 thou off of Alexa showing up on that show, I think it's worth it. Yeah, of course. You know? Yeah. So, uh, okay, so now my, my news point. Okay, so the WWE Performance Center just announced their class, their new class, and it's Scarlet Bordeaux, Shotzi Blackheart, uh, some decent-looking chick and some tough-looking black dude. So, um... Overall, I think the class looks promising. I definitely know that uh, Shotzi and Scarlett are going to be stars when they get brought up. No doubt about that. Um, hopefully, they don't have to spend too much time there in the performance center because they already know the craft. They know the block. They're, they they're already, ready. It's the ready. Same thing with Chelsea Green. And, that, and that's my biggest fear is that yeah. they're, they're going to keep her in NXT for like two fucking years. Well, if anything, what I don't understand is why wouldn't they use her and Deanna as part of the tag team division? Because their tag team division is weak right now. They don't really. That's why they're having these stars like Oscar and Kari come down to compete to NXT, just because they have to fill it up. Because Triple H is an idiot. Because what Triple H is doing is he's con- he's featuring the same towns over in the and same over. spots over and over, and it's creating for a stale product. And he's yep. too dumb to realize that. He's he's. It's uh, it's amazing how dumb Triple H is. Well, not only that, but when you keep on doing that over and over, where you keep on using the same talents over and over, you have them accumulate injuries because they're, they're, they have this grueling house show schedule on top of the televised schedule, on top of NXT takeovers, on top of the Raw invasion, the SmackDown invasion. You are banging them the fuck up, especially if it's the same guys over and over. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why every single week, I'm not even joking about this. Ever since the inception of NXT on USA Network, September 18th, every single week, we've heard of at least one legitimate injury from his roster. This isn't kayfabe. Every single week, one of his wrestlers is legitimately getting injured because these assholes are going out there breakneck fucking indie style to please the crowd. And in doing so, it's not causing ratings bump. If anything, it's a detriment to the product because you're hurting the wrestlers. So you have a hurt roster... 
All these rosters are, all these, I'm sorry, all these wrestlers on the roster are just dropping like flies. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if Dominic Dijak could dick him off. Vic <laughs> is off next, you know, and then after that, Keith Lee, and then Matt Riddle gets injured, and then Adam Cole gets injured, and then they have to have a tournament for the next NXT champion, and then, uh, you know, who knows? I mean, it's, at this point, it's really like, it's a dice roll who's going to get hurt. Mm-hmm. There should be a poll online who's going to get hurt this week on NXT, sad but true. But at the very least, at the very least, they got Scarlett, and that's some great yeah, news. Like that is. That, that is the best signing that WWE has had in, in the past five years. Without question, and she's going to be a huge star if applied correctly. I really hope that she gets to bypass all that NXT bullshit mm-hmm. and gets go straight to the main roster. What I want to see from her is maybe like just showing her worth on house shows for about a month or so, just getting a feel for NXT, and then Vince immediately brings her up. I don't know what angle yet. I haven't even thought about that, but I would like to see that route. Well, apparently, and this is some good news. Okay. She's going along with that smoke show gimmick. Like, oh, that's what I heard. She's calling herself a, a super diva or something like that. Yeah, she was. She was saying there's no problem about being called the diva. I like it, mm-hmm. and I'm going to bring it back. So yeah, that's cool. I like that. And with Shotzi. The great thing about Shotzi is I think if, if uh, Ruby Wright is really going to come back and form the Riot Squad again, I think Shotzi is one of like the perfect members for that squad. You know, she's got that punk rock look with the tattoos, got the, the bright green hair. She's a sexy looking Asian lady. I, she's got the technical work rate. She's got that reckless style. I love her wrestling style. This chick is, she's amazing and she's going to be top She is, and, and so it's like, like a lot of people are thinking like, Rhea Ripley, like you, like I put her in the Riot Squad because she's got a punk rock look her too. Yes, but have her be the enforcer of the Riot Squad and get rid of Sarah Logan. So no, be yeah, and and live. Yeah, and and live. Well, live doesn't need the Riot Squad anymore. No. I think she's a big enough star on her own, and I think she deserves a platform where she can do her own thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I think that it should be the Riot Squad 2.0 with Rhea Ripley and Shotzi Blackheart. Because when like the old Riot Squad. Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan didn't look the part. Like, they if you were to show that to a casual fan, yeah. hey, this is a punk rock, you know, badass punk rock faction. Yeah. Ruby yeah. would be the only one that looks the yeah. part. Liv is this cutesy little blonde girl that looks like Alexa Bliss's little sister, <laughs> you know? And then you have Sarah Logan, which looks like this big Viking dyke, but then you hear her talk and she's got this squeaky little pussy voice, you know? And it's just like, <laughs> all right, well, this doesn't make any sense. You know, so yeah, that that faction really didn't make much sense, but I think our version of the Riot Squad with Rhea and Shotzi in it would make sense. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I I definitely think that NXT right now has more female talent in it than AEW and and Impact. Those two companies. And you just know with Scarlett signing to NXT, Killer Cross ain't far behind. Oh no! It's it's only a matter of time. I really hope that they don't fuck with his contract come December, and that he gets to clearly get the fuck out of there and go to WWE. Well, and and that's why I think he hired a lawyer. Good, and smart. We're, we're rooting for Killer Cross to get yeah. out of his contract, absolutely, and go to NXT. I know, I know, we've <laughs> talked shit about NXT, but uh, well, and, look and, what they've done. Well, and here's another thing, uh, Kevin. I know that uh, we've came across as assholes, yeah, and. Uh, you know, that was never our intention. Yeah. I mean, I, I know we, we get negative at times, and, uh, you know, that's just how we are at times. Uh, all we can say is that we're still big fans of you and Scarlett. We're always going to root for you, regardless of how you feel about us. And right. uh, we wish nothing but the best for you guys. So, yeah. 
All right, so um, that concludes our TWR news. This is uh, has been uh, NC. This has been JC, and peace out.